Hello, welcome to another episode of Seeking Mount Parnassus. I'm going to start us out today by reading a piece that I wrote this morning on the topic of freedom. We have decided to embark on a path of freedom, which means we have no signposts, no maps, no solid answers to anything. The only proof we have that any of this is even possible is that we found each other again in this lifetime. That somehow, without knowing what we were doing, we followed the guidance right into each other's arms. Against all odds, after years of despairing that such a partnership was impossible, with no indications that we were making progress towards this result, suddenly love appeared and took us through a portal to another dimension we didn't know existed, or perhaps we knew all along but didn't remember. In a way, it is the end of a long journey, the arrival home after years at sea, encountering endless obstacles and struggles. We feel the relief of warriors returning to safe territory after the battle, needing care for our wounds, nourishment for our bodies and souls, healing for our broken hearts. There's a fire in the hearth and we lay down together naked in front of it, protected and held at last. We sleep out under the full moon and feel invigorated with passionate electric energy. We have arrived. And yet at the same time, we have discovered that we are also at the beginning. A new journey is ahead of us, one we will take together. What have we learned from our previous odysseys to find each other that we can now apply to this one, which is leading us toward our true work in the world, our place, our purpose? Could it be that there is no true home for us anywhere in this realm of suffering other than in each other's arms? As seekers, explorers, and magicians, are we ever meant to be on land for long, or are we meant to remain at sea most of the time, the journey itself becoming the destination? How do we carry two horses, three dogs, and a child on our seafaring vessel? In Buddhist traditions, there is a concept of becoming a refugee. You flee the mundane world of samsara and learn to rely only on the triple jewel, the Buddha, the Dharma, and the Sangha. You release attachments to the world, seeing it clearly as only a source of suffering when it really comes down to it. How do we inhabit the mindset of a refugee while also upholding our bodhisattva vows to the beings we have taken responsibility for in this lifetime. These beings are, are our Sangha, the community of spiritual friends and teachers who accompany you on the path. Our love is the Buddha, our true nature of pure awakeness and lack of separate self. Our Dharma, the spiritual teachings, lies in both our inherited library of wisdom teachings and in our own practices of writing, discussion, and the endless process of synthesizing and integrating what we learn. There are no preset answers, no reassurances, no proof that we are headed in the right direction, other than the feelings we get in our own hearts and bodies about each step we take. The universe is constantly communicating with us through animals, the stars, numbers, and experiences. We know we are not alone. We know we are accompanied on the path. We know we are on a path. We know we love each other, and we know when we are pulled out of a state of pure love and how to return to that state. We know how to help each other when we're temporarily lost or hurting. We know how to heal. We know how to hold each other. We know how to cry. We know how to laugh. We know how to take care of our bodies and our physical environment, and we know how to nurture, support, and protect the beings in our care. We know how to express ourselves. We know how to inspire each other. We know how to be grateful. We can see, feel, taste, and touch beauty in all forms and appreciate it. We can transform heavy, dark energies into light. We may not know where we're going, but at least we know where we are and how to be here fully, completely alive, completely in love, completely awake. That is enough.
that is more than enough that should be plenty um hello i'm derek the other person that talks through <laughs> the, your speaker maybe you listen on headphones maybe you listen in the car maybe you listen on the tv i don't know but here i am uh and now a poem freedom Freedom is all you want, and you want it now, but you can't handle freedom because of all the ifs and buts and whats. I want to be free, but I can't be free because my wife, my job, my house, my lifestyle. I deserve to be free because I've put in the time, work, effort, money, blood, sweat, and tears throughout the years. You don't want freedom. You want misery. You want the same routine. You want easy. You want to complain, to whine, to procrastinate, to talk about it. Freedom is your enemy. Misery is your lover. To be free is hard. To be miserable is easy. You choose easy. Good night. Beautiful. Thank you. Um, I'm not sure if you know this, if you've ever recorded a podcast. But as I look at the podcast right now, we're just looking at, I'm looking at a computer screen. I see my voice looks all loud. And then I see your voice and it, it doesn't look quite as loud, which makes me want to scream and possibly cry. Do you think we need to pause and check it? No, no. I think it's going to be uh, amplified just fine. But like, look how great mine looks. Yeah. You know, is that just how I talk? I'm not sure. I can try to talk louder, talk closer to the microphone. No, it looks good. Yeah, it looks great. Excellent. I'm so happy. I'm so happy. And I'm happy that to see and hear everything that you've written. Thank you. It's, uh, who is it for? What is this for? What, what are we doing? Why, why are we doing this? I don't know. Uh, it's for us. This is for me and for you and for perhaps someone out there listening. Um, but it is for for freedom, for our own chance at freedom. Uh, we We keep on seeking out freedom in our lives. That's what we're doing each day. We're trying to find freedom in some way. And here we are. The piece that you wrote we we just sat down to write and that piece popped out it's a beautiful piece um i don't know if anyone will understand that piece <laughs> yeah i mean i i think there's a good chance that no one will understand anything that that we say but that doesn't mean it's not worth saying you know i'm distracted by the the voice thing do you think it's going to be okay yeah, it's going to be fine. Okay. These are the behind-the-scenes technical things that you have to deal with when you're making a podcast. <laughs> um, dear listener, dear sweet listener out, out there on the little microphone or in your little car, or maybe you have a fancy-ass car. Maybe you're driving a Tesla. Maybe you're on the 101 in California right now oh, yeah. speeding fucking fast as shit. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know if you know this, but uh, there's these people out there they're the, with all these fucking advertisers with all this money just plopping into their these these things that you listen to. Mm. Uh, guess what? The people that make these podcasts, all these fancy fuckers out there, <laughs> all they're doing is just sitting down in front of a microphone, and then they're pressing play, and then some other fuckers are are editing it, and then they're putting in all this fancy production bullshit. And they're putting in these little fucking songs that are stupid as fuck. And <laughs> right. then, they're, then they're saying, oh, by the way, this podcast is brought to you by Insert Your Bed Here. This pro podcast is brought to you by uh, this certain type of coffee company. Yes. Insert Here. Yes. Uh, fuck that. Yes. Uh, this, is, this is real life. This is happening right now. This is, this, what you're hearing right now is actually the past. Mm. But for now, for us, this is mm. happening right now. Yeah. There's no one producing it. There's no one... Yeah. helping us there's no uh fanciness right. going on whatsoever we have two right. microphones a computer and our human body sitting in chairs yes uh, we had to separate the chairs further so that it would be easier for me to edit later because of my fucking voice is louder than <laughs> shit 
<laughs> and it comes through the other microphone. Um, you probably don't know anything about this. You probably don't do audio engineering. <laughs> Maybe you do. You probably can hear it. You probably heard the first episode and we were like, fuck this podcast. <laughs> They're using a USB mic. What morons. What kind of shit is this? They don't even have any sponsors. There's not even any links. Where's my l- promo codes? How can I listen to a podcast if there's no promo codes? Yeah. No t-shirts yeah no yeah, stickers yeah. no catchphrases yeah what, am I, what how am i supposed to bounce my own ego off mm, of this podcast mm, mm. tell me please mm. please help me yeah i i want to eat some fast food while listening to this mm. podcast and mm. i need i need comfortable slogans mm. so that i can listen better and and mm. get what you're saying mm. i want to hear catchphrases mm-hmm. i want to hear how you're i'm how you're going to create space for me <laughs> i want to i want you to create some some inclusivity into my inclusivity. pronouns yeah. so that you can yeah. understand yeah. understand me better yeah i don't know i'm not doing that i'm no. i'm a real i'm a really alive yeah i'm really a live person i'm a i'm a untrammeled genius renegade maniac <laughs> i've I, I might sit on 33 logs later oh yeah one by one, and I'm going to judge the shit out of these logs. <laughs> I'm going to love the hell out of these logs. You have probably have no fucking clue what I'm talking about. <laughs> and you never will. It's, that's the funny part about it, yeah. which makes me feel happy. Because later, what I'm, so this is what's happening right now. Me and Katana are, are recording this right now. But later, possibly tomorrow, we're going to be driving to the barn and then at that time in the future, we're going to laugh at this part yeah. right now because no one knows what we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. Yes. I will just give people a little hint that you're referring to a poem by Jim Harrison. <laughs> yes. And they can do the rest of the work themselves. Perhaps. If I, they're intrigued. I guarantee no one will do any work in yeah. any way. <laughs> No one is even listening to this thing. We're listening. <laughs> it's the podcast is for our future selves. That's true. I mean, if anyone else gets anything out of it, that's great. That's beautiful. But ultimately, we're doing it to help our future selves because we need something that we want to listen to and that's helpful to us. And even the writing, you know, that piece that I wrote this morning is the second half of a longer piece. But I wrote that because we keep struggling with what are we supposed to do? How are we going to make things happen? What are we doing next? What do we do now that we've gotten here? And instead of continuing to just talk about it, we decided to sit down and write, which is a way that we connect to something greater than ourselves and allow it to flow through us. And so... When I sat down to wrote that, write that, I just did a, a moment of reflection of, okay, to all the beings that I know are there and the beings I don't know are there, help, help give me some clarification on what's happening. And then I just try to start writing without thinking because the ego doesn't have any solutions, but something comes through and then it, it it's beautiful. And I don't feel like I wrote it. You know, I, I wrote it with my hand. I use an actual notebook and a pen and, and write longhand because I feel like it's an important part of the process you do too mm-hmm. for your poetry. You know, that's like coming through your body. But, you know, it's ultimately not, not ours. We're not, our egos don't own it. But if you become a writer, a writer with a capital W and everybody is, Regarding you that way, you could easily get mixed up about that. You can easily get mixed up about pretty much anything yeah. you want to get mixed up about. Yeah. Um, why are we doing what we what we're doing? What 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 are you doing out there? Anyone listening? Uh, what we're doing right now is we're we're just right doing our own shit. We we're in the world. We're alive, and what we have found is that there's nothing interesting left on Earth. Mm. There's no interesting information. Mm. The information that we find interesting, we have to go back to people who are already dead, mm-hmm. read their books and watch their di- documentaries and listen to their music they created mm-hmm. a long time ago 
yeah. so that we can uh, have any sense of aliveness. Yeah. Because the what what there is out there right now is is trash. Right. And and sucks. It's boring and it, it's contrived. It's all the same. Yeah. Shit. Just pick your pick your topic. Pick your whatever topic it is, and you'll have a. a catchy lingo that goes yeah. along with it yeah that is all exactly the same every conspiracy podcast will talk about uh truth and uh 9-11 was an inside job and the the trilateral commission and chemtrails and and uh you know we're just going to transcend into the rainbow body waiting for the great solar flash <laughs> uh and then you have other podcasts that are yeah. Uh, sports podcasts that are talking about um, God knows what, you know, all the same mm-hmm. catchy lingos. Yeah. Uh, everything is a catchy lingo yeah. that, that has no original or no originality, no yeah. soul, no aliveness. And it, it's terrible for, for, the, for the mind and for the body, mm. which is why we do this podcast for ourselves mm-hmm. because we have to express ourselves. We have, we have all this information and uh, knowledge and uh, art trapped inside ourselves and we have to get it out which we do which we're doing right now yeah and i would say that if you are listening to this now perhaps you have something inside of yourself that is uh interesting or maybe it's unique perhaps if you do um that would be great I'd love to hear some something interesting and unique from someone just like you. I would love to hear a non-contrived statement from a regular person who is alive on Earth today. Yeah. Not not a not a statement that was um, a press release right. from the CIA or, or the NBC <laughs> right. or uh, um, the AP. Yeah, I don't want to just get the wire of the day. Uh, I want to hear. I want to hear something new. I want to hear something interesting. Yeah. That's where we come in. That's what we're doing right now. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I think it's just so difficult to be original, to be yourself, really, in this day and age. I mean, we were talking previously about whether it's easier now or more difficult now to be yourself and to be fully free in how you think and how you live. I mean, in, in previous times, there was more persecution and more outward persecution. You could be killed for and were many, many times for thinking differently, for wanting to start something new, to be a thought leader of any kind or a you know, an innovator or a pioneer. Those people were always killed. So that's dangerous. On the other hand, I think they had a lot more freedom because the mind control wasn't quite as pervasive as it is now. And you could easily unplug. We've unplugged, but it's taken a lot of effort. Has not been easy. Yeah. And it's, it's difficult to maintain because, you know, we have, we have a 10-year-old child that's going to public school who is connected into the matrix. We have to interact with other people and go places and do things. You know, it's not, it's not like we can just completely remove ourselves from society altogether. We've, we've unplugged from social media, from news, from all of those kind of things, but there are still ways in which it affects you. I mean, I think the thing that's really remarkable or that one of the things we've started seeing is just how, how pervasive it is. Like when you get yourself out of that stream and then you go listen to anyone talk in any context, even like astrology, you know, I was going to say astrology podcast, you were talking about podcasts. Yeah. You know, astrology podcasts, I'll go listen to them. There's some that I like because they've they've got good, accurate, real astrological information. Yeah. But the way the information is conveyed, it it sounds like NPR. People are talking like NPR. They're talking in these like fake news voices, which is one of your pet peeves when people talk, don't talk in their regular voice. Do you answer everything like it's a question? (laughs) (laughs) Do you talk when everything is a question? <laughs> I was just wondering um, how we're going to input these inputs later and maybe possibly get the team together and then maybe get ourselves uh, all wrapped up in our things. Right. 
that and just like the fake, you know, I, I had it for a long time too. It's your fake professional voice. The, the mom phone voice, we call it, you know, when your mom's working and she picks up the phone, she's been yelling at you. And then all of a sudden she's like, hi. Oh yes. Oh, definitely. I can definitely get that done for you. Blah, blah, blah. And you're like, whoa, who's that talking? But mom, you were just hitting me. <laughs> you were just choking me, mom. Why? Why the hitting? How are you so calm right now? You were just, you were just, your eyeballs were just bulging out of your skull. And now you're talking as if you're talking as if uh, it's a serene. Yeah. Uh, no, it's scary. Yeah. yeah, it is scary. And it's amazing how, how deep that goes of just learning and learning to interact in, in false ways. You know, all, all work environments are basically that it's, it's fake some kind of fake interaction that oh how, how goes the bat how goes the battle today is that a work thing you've that's, heard that's a fucking stupid ass midwestern really i've never um, heard that uh construction worker thing oh to i say. see how, how goes the battle today <laughs> um let's see how goes the battle today first off fuck you <laughs> second off you're fat and old third off you weren't in the army and you had every excuse of why you didn't join. Yeah. You suck. Yeah. Fifth off, um, fuck you again. <laughs> the battle goes, I have a job I hate, which you yeah. also hate. Yeah. And we should both quit right now and go uh, abolish this government. Yeah. That's what we should do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, that's the basic thing. Because you can't actually say anything real. In those settings, I mean, people ask you something you're not going to actually say. No, hey, how goes the battle today? Oh, um, last night I contemplated suicide. And I, this morning I woke up and I, I stopped the car on the side of the road because I was thinking about how my wife died. And I can't, I can't go on today. And uh, it took me 15 minutes to get to work um, while I cried my eyes out. Um, and then I made it to work and, uh, you know, I'm questioning whether I should live or die. Um, I don't really see a point to living. Yeah. How are you doing? <laughs> how, are you, how are you doing today? How goes the battle for you? How goes the battle today? How's Derek today? <laughs> oh, God, that's the worst. Oh, how's Derek today? <laughs> that's so terrible. It's like talking to a ch like a child. I wouldn't even talk to a child that way. But it does sound like something the kindergarten teacher would say. You and I don't talk to children like children. No. One of the things I find so hilarious is that you call your 10-year-old daughter man. Hey, man. <laughs> Can you get this done? Hey, man. You need to whatever, you know. It's funny. I think the first thing I said to my daughter when she came out was, hey, man, how's it going? <laughs> hey, how's it going? What's up? What are you up to? <laughs> But yeah, I mean, they don't need they don't need us to talk fake. Why do you have to be fake? Why, right. why, why does anyone have to be fake in any situation ever? Right. Fear? Yeah. What are you scared of? Definitely. What are you, what are you so for afraid of? Yeah. None of these people even like you. Yeah. You don't, and you don't like them. Right. Why, why would you pretend? What are you pretending for? Just right. be yourself. Say, you know what? Uh, today sucks. I, I don't like it. I don't like being at work today. Yeah. I've never liked it. Actually, right. neither do you. Right. I don't. Uh, or maybe today's a great day. Maybe you are having a good day. Right. Right. Which, which is actually another thing. I mean, we've talked about that, too. People don't want you to be too happy either. Mm -hmm. I mean, we've gotten some there's some feeling of certain people that we knew before we got together suddenly disappeared when we're all happy and in love and oh i found my soulmate and it's so great and all of these things suddenly these people who are so ready to jump into misery with you and love like your poem you know the misery is the lover mm -hmm. people love misery they love wanting to hear how terrible it is and how much you're suffering but they don't want to hear happiness and love it's not welcome no Happiness and love are, are extremely controversial. Yeah. And they are highly, um, uh, like, persecuted. Suspect, yeah. Um, I completely lost my train of thought. Well, I can keep going. I mean, I think that the, you know, the, the piece about that is that people don't, I think it's threatening because they don't want to believe that it's possible. Because if it is possible, then 
it shows you that what you're doing is a choice in some way or that you are you have to take more responsibility for your suffering if happiness is actually possible love is actually possible then you can't just tell yourself well my marriage is that it's just as good as it's going to get that's all that's possible that's marriage that's how it goes it's just basically misery with occasional experiences of okayness. <laughs> you know? Occasionally, you watch Netflix <laughs> and not fight right. slightly and, and occasionally have sex for 45 seconds <laughs> right. until right. the next month. Right. I mean, that's the standard. That's accepted. People will listen to you complain about your marriage a lot, but they don't really want to hear... Uh, about happiness i mean i think that's one of the things and then another thing is somehow you just shift into a different dimension of being and that's part of this thing of freedom and the the scariness of it and the loneliness of it and the lack of confirmation if you really are on a frontier you're you're venturing into unknown territory i think there's a sense of jadedness in the current reality that there is no unknown territory everything has already been done it's already been discovered we're so advanced as a society that there's no advancements left to be made, which of course is just bullshit. You, one interesting thing with that that you've really educated me about is the electrical infrastructure and the whole history of that. Mm -hmm. It's remarkable to, to hear because there's all this self-congratulatory bullshit about, oh, we're so technologically advanced now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But yeah, maybe you should talk about it. You can do it better than I can. Uh, I mean, we, the, the system that we're currently living under, the entire electrical grid, the, the way of life that we have, is completely only possible because of Nikola Tesla. And he invented almost every single thing that we use today and, and the way that we operate our society in the late 1890s. The, this system that we're living on it, it was created sometime in the late 18, 1890s. Uh, the theories of uh, AC, which is an alternating current, and the AC motor, uh, which basically uh, initiated the propulsion of the Industrial Revolution mm. and our ability to have electricity at our homes. Mm. This whole concept was initiated in 1890s. Wow. And we're living as if uh, th that we're, we're so far beyond. Right. Uh, go outside right now and throw a fucking wrench up at the transformer um, on the pole, the pole mounted transformer outside. You're going to lose power to your house and possibly many blocks or, or uh, many miles are going to yeah. completely lose power. Yeah. And now you're now back in a, in like the 1840s right. suddenly right. you have no power, you have no heat, you have no cooling, mm -hmm. you have no refrigeration you have no. Uh, you certainly have no microphones. You have no microphones. You have no Wi-Fi. Yeah. You have no cell towers. Yeah. You have nothing. E everything that we're living on today, right now, was invented in the 1890s, and we're we're acting as if this this thing that we've got is eternal hmm. freedom. Hmm. It's it's nothing other than wires coming from some power plant, uh, perpetuating a, a, a never-ending. Uh, circus uh, of bullshit. Uh, go turn the fucker off, and now we're free. I, I mean, uh, everywhere is is powered by electricity. Not nothing, none, no way of our our current system operates without the use of Nikola Tesla's mind in the late 1890s. It's and it's insane. Nikola Tesla has no connection to the Tesla vehicle thing right no no yeah. no Te tesla the vehicle tesla is just the name because nikola tesla was the father of of modern electricity he's the inventor yeah. of the of the ac motor yeah um elon musk just took the tesla name because that that's i see that's where power that's where power came from ah. uh, at the time in the 1890s and the early 1900s thomas edison and nikola tesla were we're like battling it out as to which is going to be the powerful thing that rules the world. Yeah. Uh, and AC won out. Um, and we're still operating on that same platform that we've been operating on since then.
Right. And the interesting, one interesting thing that you told me was that he wanted it to be free. He, yeah. wa- he wanted the whole system to be free for everyone. Yeah. Nikola Tesla, his, his model was um, electricity is free. Electricity it comes from the earth. It comes from its energy. Mm-hmm. It's, not, it's not something that is uh, marketable. It just exists like the sun, like air, like um, dirt. Right. It's, it's the same thing. It, it shouldn't be paid for. But he um, got tricked by George Westinghouse to uh, sell his patents to um, to power to make power lines and uh, transmit electricity. Uh, and Westinghouse used the patents to 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 market electricity to individuals and cities mm-hmm. so that they could start making you know start making money off a kilowatt hour. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, and it's been the same mm-hmm. since then. I right. mean, we're we're operating right now. You're listening to this podcast through a phone that you charged uh, at your house um, based off the kilowatt hour, um, you know, which is free. Energy should be free. It is free. Yeah. We we just haven't figured out how to use it without the system right. uh, getting involved. You know, right. Right. So, I mean, that's a perfect example. It's a perfect example in a number of ways. At the time that he discovered the AC power, he was, I mean, people thought he was crazy and they thought this is ridiculous. It's not going to work. I I mean, basically they tried to crush, crush his whole thing. Yeah. Yeah, Thomas Edison tried, uh, uh, actively tried to destroy Nikola Tesla with a smear campaign and uh, uh, negative PR yeah. uh, aimed at him because Thomas Edison was already a genius, already a, a maybe not a genius, but he was considered a he genius. He was considered a genius, and, and he yeah. was, he was like a had a lot of power yeah. at that time. And, yeah. and Nikola Tesla was just some immigrant from Lithuania or some or or Estonia, some country yeah. over there, uh, and he he had a very threatening thing uh Mm -hmm. that would be a go that would fuck up thomas edison's control over over power right which um he lost edison lost the that that battle but tesla also lost yeah because tesla didn't give a fuck about power uh, like 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 uh, worldly authoritarian power power. yeah he actually cared about power quite a bit (laughs) (laughs) real power yeah uh but because of that he was um um, he died actually in a hotel in New York with no money, no, hmm. no family, nothing, uh, like so many in history have done, mm-hmm. uh, not really regarded in their time. Yeah. Ridiculed. Yeah. I mean, he hung out with like other geniuses like, uh, Albert Einstein and Picasso and, um, Salvador Dali, uh, but even they couldn't really understand him. He was a nut. He was nuts. Yeah. He, uh, but he was also... Um, he is what created the way of life that that we're living on Earth at this moment, and um, it's extremely fragile, uh, and we just take it for granted without um putting much thought into it. Yeah, right. And it's also not the cutting edge in any way. I mean, it's it's old. Yeah, it's old as shit. So if if there's going to be something new or something different that doesn't rely on that, most likely that person is also going to be ridiculed and not believed and and not receive any kind of support or encouragement because that's the problem when when no one understands what you're doing mm-hmm. that it's difficult because you're not getting any help. I mean what does it take to be able to survive that level of social rejection and ostracizing and and you know loneliness really and dying alone without anyone i mean it's it's sad yeah but he somehow persevered because he believed in himself or he believed in the information he was receiving but it, it it's often the case that once you cross any kind of line into unknown territory you're on your own you know 
I mean, that's the, in astrology, it would be Uranus. That's most symbolic of this kind of thing, which is actually directly connected to lightning bolts. Mm -hmm. And that that kind of genius, that kind of sudden insight, breaking through, breaking out of, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we talked about Uranus before, just in terms of free thinking and, and things like that. Possibly. But yeah, it's just interesting yeah, that's connected directly to electricity and this idea of being different, being um, authentic and and how to do that. I mean, that's what I was saying about, in a way, like, it, it, is it harder, easier, the same? I guess it doesn't really matter. It's always been hard. Mm-hmm. It's just hard in a different way now. Yeah. It's like social pressure and conformity and mind control and these kinds of pressures. Economic. It's economic more than it is um, direct bodily harm. Mm-hmm. Instead of being hung, you're just going to, you're not going to make any money. Well, how are you going to make it without money? You're you're locked out of the economic system or you're locked out of the social system. Mm-hmm. That's what happens now. Right. Rather than you're hung. <laughs> Right. publicly for everyone to see although those kinds of things do happen still mm-hmm. they just don't happen on the scale that they used to right it's still hard it's still hard because now in a way it's all internalized and hidden the the biases and the assumptions and the things that you have to break out of to think differently they're hard to dismantle because they're hidden you don't see them they're they're behind everything right and there is a point, I think, when you get to, you've done extensive study, and we've both done so much, 20 years, research, study, practice of different things, going very, very deeply into things. Yeah. There's a feeling when you're young, like, someone's got the answers. I'll just, I just need to find them. And then you find different answers that are helpful at different times. And that's how people get on to different programs of specific religious practices or belief systems and paths. I think that there are useful things in all kinds of different paths, but then there also can come a point where some somehow it's no longer useful. It's like um, it only goes so far and then your own experience is beyond or outside of that frame of what you've been told or what other people said. Right. So then it, it does, it takes a big leap of faith and a, and a sense of some sort of confidence. I mean, I don't think it's, you don't want it to be ego confidence or arrogance because that's going to block the actual information that wants to come through. But to believe, like uh, Tesla believed in his system even before he had actually proven it himself. Like he gets the idea mm-hmm. that maybe this could work. And then it takes him all this time to actually figure it out, you know? Right. How did he keep going? How many people would maybe have that idea but not go anywhere with it? Right. I wonder what his chart looks like. Can yeah. see if we can find his birthday. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he, he not only kept going, but he left Europe, went all the way to the United States yeah. with, with uh, his, his dreams to, to be different and to, to bring a, a, an awakening to to the human experience um that takes a lot of inner fire and and a lot of just saying you know i understand and i and i agree with those that came before me mm-hmm. but also i have something else yeah i've got something else going on yeah that, that i have discovered right and i feel that's important and i feel like the rest of humanity could benefit from this information Right. So I'm going to keep going despite the odds, despite the the freedom, despite mm-hmm. money, despite ridicule. Right. Because it's important. Right. Right. Exactly. I mean, I think it's helpful. It's so beneficial that we have each other to encourage each other and to because otherwise on your own, you just it's easy to give up or it's it's easy to just feel like you're the crazy one. Mm-hmm. So if you have one other person that's somewhat aware of you, that's helpful. But if you have one other person that gets you fully, I think that's incredible spiritual power. Yeah, that's enough. That's enough. Yeah. I think. Yeah. And we, we constantly are talking about freedom. 
why why do we feel that freedom is so vital to mm. to what is going on it, mm. freedom is um is vital we we are free but we think we're not um and we have to we have to show others that they are free as well because uh, since i've been alive i have struggled with this this duality on on earth where i feel like uh like everything is wrong mm-hmm. everything is not actually as it should be or as it could be and i want to live in a free in a free world, in a free system, in a free expression. Um, but it just doesn't exist. So the only way to do it is to just be myself and make, make it exist, uh, even if it, if it doesn't exist uh, at large. Right. I mean, it, it, the freedom exists for us right now. Right. We're free. I, we can do what we choose uh, how do we do that? We we do that because of our p- former selves created the karma and the and the the ability for us to do what we're doing right now um, with a lot of courage and gumption, really. Yeah, yeah. but I think it's important in terms of what we're going to share with other people or how it could be helpful. We're scared on a regular basis. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's not like you immediately are just free of fear. No, no. When, when we were talking yesterday about a metaphor of if you're on the edge of a building and you're about to jump off and you don't see a net, but you just believe that there's going to be a net because I've put in all the effort. I've put in all the spiritual causes to produce a net. I did all the work. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't show up as a physical net immediately. Everyone else is looking and they say, there's no net. You're going to die. Right. And you don't see the net either. Mm-hmm. But you believe that there's got to be one because you know you've been creating it. Right. And so maybe the net doesn't even appear until you jump. Right. So if you're waiting and waiting for the net, like, well, eventually the net will show up. Once I have a safety net, I'll jump. Right. I mean, that's most people's entire lives. Right. And then they die still waiting. Right. Because it's not going to happen that way. Right. It's just not, it's never safe. Freedom is not safe. It's by definition can't be safe. No. Or it's not free. Right. What makes things safe is to be controlled, to be predictable, to be controllable, Mm -hmm. to be able to plan for any possible outcome and variation Mm -hmm. to do those things there has to be some unfreedom Mm -hmm. because freedom is the ability to do anything at any moment right to be spontaneous i mean if you're going to be spontaneous you can't plan no for every possibility no but i think that's the thing about spiritual efforts versus material world efforts when you put your material world efforts first you do get material world results so if you're putting a lot of effort into making money you're gonna have numbers on a screen telling you yes what you're doing is working you have more numbers on the screen right good job Mm -hmm. whereas if you're putting a lot of effort into spiritual practices and inner development and all of these things to become free to liberate yourself on a on a deep inner level, mm-hmm. where are your numbers on the screen? Right, you don't have any. <laughs> There's no numbers on the screen. No, nobody else can see mm-hmm. what's happening. So how do you know? How do you keep going? That's the question, mm-hmm. and that that is why people don't keep going, yeah. and they don't even start. Yeah, like uh, Chogyam yeah. uh, says. It's better not to start on the path than to to start on the path and then have to turn back. Yeah. Because it's not possible to turn back. Right. We we cannot turn back at this point. Right. We're we're so far down the the fucking hole that <laughs> we cannot get back. Right. And we don't even want to try. No. It's it's too dangerous. It would be yeah. too dangerous actually to attempt to try to get back onto the regular path of yeah. the world. Yeah. The path of get a job put in uh 40 more years yeah of work yeah. so that when i'm 70 years old i will be 
safe and have a pension and yeah. have a social security and have all these things. Right. I cannot do that. I, I, I've opened up my consciousness too mm-hmm. far right. that it doesn't allow me to be in that state of consciousness. Right. So here I am. Here we are right. on the path. Uh, but we're not alone. Uh, we're we're here on the path with all with all those who've come before us. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're there. Yeah. Uh, Ram Das is is there. Yeah. Um, his his teacher is there. Mm-hmm. Maharashi. Mm-hmm. Um, the Buddha. Mm-hmm. Jesus. Mm-hmm. Uh, Thomas Merton. Mm-hmm. Shanti Deva. Mm-hmm. All these people are there, um, just like us. Right. Uh, we just can't see them. At least not in our yeah. way of seeing right but we can feel we can feel what we need to feel when we need to feel it i can read the bodhisattva way of life and feel that i have what i need mm-hmm. um but it's not numbers on a screen right it's not a pension right and it's not a patch or a t-shirt right that i can wear that's gonna uh give me some sort of status it's it's all internal Right. And the internal um the internal bank mm. is overflowing. Mm. Our internal bank is That's true. is is fucking gigantic. Yeah. And we can tap into it anywhere and there's not even any fees. <laughs> there's no ATM fees actually. No. We can just get as much as we need. Yeah. It keeps getting filled. Mm. It keeps getting filled. We fill our own banks mm. by this writing I did earlier. These yeah. poems I wrote. Yeah. This just filled me the fuck up right. to maximum level. Right. The the experience of last night, uh, the experiences that we have each day, mm-hmm. our our way of life, our animals, the yeah. child, yeah. all gives us the abundance of feeling and emotion and loving, loving uh, frequency. Right. That the bank is always filled. Yeah, but it's not filled in the traditional sense no. or in the in the system of control. No, um, but that's okay, and that's that's more than okay actually. Yeah, that that is um, what it is to be free and to be fulfilled and to be happy and to be joyful. That's just what it is. Um, thank God, thank God that we have discovered that information yeah. and that we're living in that. Information mm-hmm. on a daily basis, um, because it's difficult when you think that all that matters is numbers on the screen right. and a false bank account and a safety net and a material possessions and a material friends and and family mm-hmm. members and or likes or likes or followers right. or, or yeah. uh, subscribers right. or uh, right views right. It's just another manifestation of the same kind of worldly results which are actually empty and will not fill you up or make you happy no no what what can what will make you happy you are going to become happy possibly but it's going to be through through gratitude Mm. the gratitude of being alive is what will create your happiness for you I'm grateful to be alive. I'm grateful the sun is shining down upon me. I'm grateful for you sitting there. Mm. I'm grateful for the life that I have been given. I'm grateful for the talents that have been uh, bestowed on me. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm grateful. That feeling will create and does create my own joy each day. Mm -hmm. And that's that's all that matters, really. And... Um, it it's expands uh, further and further out the more and more that we tap into it and yeah. and recognize it yeah uh, but it takes a leap it takes yeah. a leap yeah it does I, and maybe repeated leaps mm-hmm. because there there's so many opportunities to get sucked back in yeah I mean maybe we'll get to a point at at some point in the not real future yeah that it won't be as much i mean it's probably it's already improved mm-hmm. but i think we're still in something of a bardo state in between we've left the old world 
but we're not fully in the new world because the new world doesn't exist actually and we have to be involved in creating it right and i think that's the difficult part you know we talk we've talked before about anarchist philosophy and that's the one one concept from those thinkers that i've always loved of building the new within the shell of the old but the the anarchist approach is to not fight against the current system and waste your energy on that but to just start doing it just right. do, just live how you would live and if others do the same thing and we support each other it can eventually grow into something else but it's it's also tricky for people because it isn't created no there is no map no or there's just pieces, uh, maybe little pieces that we've taken from other people's maps. This little section's good. This seems right. This mm -hmm. one mountain is right. But the path from this mountain to the other mountain, no. That's not my experience down there. There's a, there's a ravine. It's not even on this map. Mm -hmm. We've got to change this whole thing. Yeah. You know, so it, it's not like we're basically saying, let's just throw out everything that anyone's ever done no. before no. us. But it is saying that we've tried all these different things and everything that we've tried has had something, mm -hmm. but not the whole thing. No. It's like a, a component of it. And then there's other things in it that I don't like, you know, like the, in the Buddhist tradition, which I spent 20 years heavily studying Buddhism, particularly Tibetan Buddhism. It's a male hierarchy. Right. I mean, that's not enlightened to me. Right. There are people that are trying to fix that, blah, blah, you know. Mm -hmm. But it's just not, it's it's not fully it. It's like there's elements that are great. And, and maybe there are hidden teachings. The tantric path actually is hidden. It's supposed to be hidden. Right. Side note, if anything you hear or see is marked as tantric, and it didn't involve you having to go through extensive studying, preparation, initiation, it's not tantric. No. Because to access that level of practice requires preparation. You can't just go to a weekend workshop and now you're tantric. <laughs> also, tantric does not mean just sex. No, It no. means the ability to transform all kinds of energies into the energy of enlightenment. Mm -hmm. So the energies that can come through sex or you know that kind of intimacy is one kind of the energy that can be transformed by the tantric path but it's not the only one no it's not the only thing um so, so that was a little sidebar <laughs> but the point being yeah it's just not we can't find there's no book there's no program there's no organization that you and i could join that is exactly the thing we would want to join no so then we're just not joiners at this point, you know? Yeah, I already joined a bunch of shit. I joined right. the army. I joined the workforce. Ah. I, I joined the uh, uh, counterculture. Mm -hmm. I joined the punk scene. Mm -hmm. I joined the skateboarding uh, subculture. Mm -hmm. I joined all these things and nothing has led me to enlightenment. Right. Nothing has led me to where I need to go. The only thing that has led me anywhere is my own studying, continued studying and 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 putting each thing to a test. Um, everything should be put to a test. If it can't be put to a test, uh, there may be a problem with the philosophy. For sure. Like, where was Jesus from the age 13 to 30? That's a legitimate question. Why can't women, why is there no women Dalai Lama? Mm -hmm. why why is there not a female pope mm -hmm. why why can't um why why can't you listen to death metal if you're a christian you know like right. wh why why can't you drink uh, soda why can't you drink sugar if you're a mormon <laughs> right uh, these things right. are it's ridiculous right and and to not be able to question basic tenets of a of a philosophy it means that the philosophy may have some holes in it. I I I welcome any and all questions. Yeah. Any and all uh, wonderings, mm -hmm. um, insights, mm -hmm. anything. Right. Because there is no one answer. Right. For you or anyone. Right. The one answer is somewhere 
within. Right. Uh, it's eternal that everyone has access to. It, it's not some dogmatic approach, or some dogmatic set of instructions. Mm-hmm. The instructions yeah. are already built into your incarnation as human. You just have, you've just been blinded by propaganda mm-hmm. your entire life plus past karma mm-hmm. that has fucked you over into thinking mm-hmm. that that you're not free mm. you are free mm. so am i so are you mm. we all are free we we are the system there is no system actually mm. we are the system the system is what we create it to be and we can create it to be free we are all free we just have to declare it right right and I think, you know, this is another place just going into the side, another side path with astrology. I just started thinking about astrology because when you were saying the instructions are within you, I thought of the birth chart right. and, oh, maybe there's some instructions in your birth chart. Right. But that then links also to the same thing of like, well, you should question, you should question astrology. And we've talked about I can't even remember what's on the podcast and what is like just us talking because we talk all the time. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> uh, who cares? If we've said it before, you need to hear it again. But the cool thing about astrology is that it is testable. It's like a set of of symbolic images mm-hmm. based on the actual location of planets in the sky and constellations. Right. It, it is an accumulated wisdom in the sense that it's 3,000 years of practitioners, you know, for Western astrology, which is what I practice and am trained in, is people making observations. That's how they came to these conclusions. They weren't received by, you know, from God. Right. They were people observing, carefully, diligently observing over time. Mm-hmm. What seems to be happening when this arrangement is what's going on in the sky. Right. But you don't have to actually take anyone's word for it at all. No. You can get, you do have to be able to have a basic understanding of the system as it is to be able to test it. Mm-hmm. So people who want to criticize it, that's fine. I, I love hearing criticism of astrology, but you have to have a basic knowledge of it before you can bring a criticism. Right. So it's just lazy to say like, that's bullshit if you haven't tested it out. Right. You know, but I think what's great about it is that it doesn't provide any solid answers or, or any kind of solid beliefs. Really it's, it's symbolism, which means it has a whole range of ways it can be interpreted and applied. And it's up to you how you apply it. I mean, Uranus is a set of archetypes, but it's also not set enough that there's only one possible interpretation. There's a hundred interpretations, at least, of what could happen with that archetype, especially given all the other factors that are going on. So it's a way of, I think it is a way of accessing information that's already available to us, but it's not a shortcut around having your own experience and finding out if it's true. I mean, the moon is a simple way to do that. If you start monitoring the moon and check what sign the moon is in and just see how you're feeling those two days that the moon, we're currently Aries moon. Yes. See how you're feeling. Take a couple notes. Do that for a month and just see. Yeah. What 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 do you feel? What and and maybe don't even look at what other people are saying about Aries moon. But just see how you feel. What's mm-hmm. the energy? Yeah. I mean, you have to be, you know, you have to tune your own instrument. Right. For what do you, do you have any sense of how you're feeling? Are you able to tune into your own intuition and can you feel energy? Mm-hmm. Those will be requirements to do that. But once you can do that, you can do it yourself. You can do it yourself in any situation yeah in life in every yeah in every context exactly you can do every single thing there is yourself yes which you should you which you should do and should try so that you can understand the world understand yourself right and understand the nature of what is actually happening in life for for you and for others right right i mean i think that's why we we want engagement we do want people to contact us or 
question or, or anything like that. But it's not even a, there's no argument because we're not proposing a set of things. Here's our criteria. This is our set of beliefs. No, it's, no. it's not like that. So there's no. nothing to argue with in that sense. No. I mean, people might not like how open it is, but that's okay. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. That's excellent. I I love people's opinions. Yeah. I I cherish other people's points of view if they have if they have any. Right. Real ones, their uh, own. Yeah, I would love to hear an uh, yeah. a point of view yeah. that's original. Yeah. Uh, excellent. <laughs> right. Right. And then that's the thing of how do you how do you determine if you're in new territory or how do you determine that a new map is needed? You first have to be able to read someone else's map and test it out and see, does this map work? And I think one area that it's been really, I mean, there's so many, but relationships and the, the path, the spiritual path of partnership and intimacy is one where I feel the maps are all wrong. And I haven't found a map that works for my own experience. No, we're, we're creating our own map at this moment. And at this moment, we are um, discovering what it is to be on a path in, in a partnership. Mm-hmm. And, and it's, um, it's working. Yeah, <laughs> it is working. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that's all you can hope for. And, and that's, um, that's it. That's, that, that, that's it. That's, we win. Yeah. You know, I think that the, there's always some future moment in life like someday we'll be able to do this or that someday is is happening right now in this moment mm. we uh, we made it mm. we're both alive we're both um in this state mm. and we're making it um be a loving situation uh by be just being going with the energy of it and that 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 is that is it mm-hmm. uh we don't need any sort of confirmations or external factors or numbers on the screen right um no one does actually right uh it's free everything is free um but you have to free yourself to be able to know and to be able to feel the fact Mm. that it's free um yeah yeah and i always in my mind i mean we've got virgo sun right now it's September 2nd, 2023, Virgo sun, Mercury in Virgo retrograde. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Virgo, I can feel this Virgo practicality too, of, of the devil's advocate of like, yeah, but mm-hmm. how will you work? What are you going to do? How will you make it happen? What are you, what, what, you know, the worrying energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that the answer to that, or at least what we're discovering so far, is is kind of like twofold. One is that there are things that become possible once you switch into the magical world mm-hmm. and you unplug from the mundane world and you're not trying to make things happen in the usual way. There are other ways of doing things that then become open to you. But they're unique, like you say all the time. We don't know what yours will be. And there is no guarantee. Like, if you quit your job, what are you going to do? I don't know. But you're not going to know until you quit your job. And then you're going to have to find out Mm -hmm. what is it that you want to do. You're not going to find out by continuing in the job that you hate for another 10 years because you're waiting for a good time. There will be no good time. No. And the longer you go the harder it's going to be to get yourself extricated from that mindset and that that dependency and the less connected you will be to your true nature and what it is you want to do so the answers appear you know tenzin palmo a buddhist teacher that i like and respect i always remember her saying this that once you take refuge in the triple jewel that's the buddhist language of you know you get on the path and you let go of worldly things you let go of the mundane world you let Mm -hmm. go of that's the reason you're here Mm -hmm. once you take refuge in the triple jewel you never have to worry about how you're going to make it because you're protected you 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 have help and that is true it's true for everyone it doesn't have to be the buddhist path 
it's a, just an, a, a you know symbolic metaphor for the same process no matter how you do it surrender to something greater connecting yourself back to the universe and to a network of enlightened beings in whatever forms trees unseen beings ascended masters whatever it is mm -hmm. once you make those connections then things begin to happen that you can't plan or foresee right but it's scary. I mean, we, you know, we're in this process of trying to figure out where we want to live, how we're going to do it. We have two horses, three dogs, and a child. We can't just pick up the two of us and go around the world and do whatever we want. You know, we have commitments. We don't know exactly how we're going to do it, where we're going to go, what's the best thing for everyone, how are, you know, mm -hmm. we don't know. No. no. <laughs> So then what do we have to come back to every day is just being here right? in the moment. Be yourself. Do what you love. Be yourself. Do what you love. All right. Thank you. Goodbye. <laughs>